Greetings and salutations. This is your girl, Isha, and you are tuned into season two, episode two of Hope Speaks. Thank you for joining me. I took a hiatus. Of course I did. Because <laughs> I, I really, I had to take time to adjust my new surroundings, um, start working on making a plan, and just moving forward with some things. You know, most recently I've learned that life, life is really and truly all about seasons. I think that often we're trying to rush things that should come either slowly or should come at some type of pace, you know? So lately I've had to be satisfied with where I'm at and where I'm going as opposed to focus on things that really don't mean much in the end. So I'm actually just going to read you this shorty, but this goody. It's only two lines long. I posted it on my blog, 300triedbywater.com, and it's called Forgotten Sorrow. I will always choose joy over sorrow. It just feels better. And for me, that concept just means a lot of times we're not satisfied. We're just looking at what we have and being thankful. So we choose to get upset. We choose to get like misshapen over things that really, that really don't mean much sometimes. You know, we have to be happy before we ever, ever let ourselves slide into being sad. You know, we have to choose joy. That's a choice. Every day we wake up, that's a blessing. And I think for me right now, this time is all about accepting my blessings and choosing to be joyful. So uh, uh, another reason I took a break is because last month, at the end of the month, um, was my father's, uh, the anniversary of my father's death. And for me, that was, it's been such a time of reflection, of thought, of deep spiritual, um, just a deep spiritual dive has been what I've been going through, you know, um, I haven't so much been reading a lot. I've just been focused on trying to see what am I going to do next? How am I going to move? What's going to be my steps from here on out? And how do I, how do I kind of live this life without my father? Because I had to be honest with y'all. I'm not from a single parent household. I, don't, I didn't know what it felt like to not have a father in a picture. But now that I do, it's given me such a great respect for people who don't have fathers around and for people who've had to go their whole life without having the presence of a protector, a provider, um, someone to make you feel like, dang, you know, I don't need, you know, I don't need this mess. You know, I got my daddy in my life or I'm not going to deal with this. I got my father around. Not having him in my life has definitely... It's, it's been painful. This has been the most painful year of my life. But even in the pain, there's joy because I know that God has a greater plan and a purpose for my life, even if I don't see it yet. Even if it haven't, hasn't materialized, even if I don't quite get why this all happened, and I don't understand. When you have three people die in nine and a half months on you, it leaves you feeling so tired and, 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 and torn and, and broken. And I don't have the answer right now. I'm just praying that there will be a testimony at the end of all this because I don't understand any of it.
Oh, and the food prices. The food price is so high, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> okay, and I like to eat. So I've had a lot on my mind. <laughs> but um, I'm going to read y'all. Um, it's, it's a little piece I wrote on my blog, 300trybywater.com. And that's 300-TRI-TRIED-BY-BY-WATER-W-A-T-E-R.com. And the name of this poem is Boiled Over. Ever since my daddy died, it seems like everybody got their own thing going on. And everybody doing me bogus. But deep, deep down, I like the transparency. So call me the bounce back kid. My aspirations start off small, but my heart is big. So let the thunder roll, let the branches fall, let the drums be beaten with heavy palms. I am ready for the rolling sound of a crackling story, unfolding with every turn of an aging page, standing in the glow of God's glory. People can talk ill on me, but the real ones know. I may be broken down to the floor the day before. But the truth will always rise to the top like the sound of jubilee and laughter on the block. Come to me for the heated love that boiled over till you blow out the steam. I'm the cheerleader that kept on shaking pom-poms for the losing team. Anything to fan the flames of a fleeing dream. Again, the name of that poem is Boiled Over. Thank you. <laughs> don't don't nobody be in the room. I be thank you. <laughs> okay. Um because I'm thankful, okay? <laughs> Man, yeah, it's it's been a crazy year. When I think about what I've been through and what I have what hasn't made me crumble, I'm thankful. Because I could have broken down 500 times and no one would have known. Um I could have given up but then I wouldn't have grown, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's just that process of hoping, pushing, praying, believing, even in the midst of the storm that's been creating a sense of empowerment in me that I haven't felt before, you know? Um, I think when my father died, I was most disappointed. I'm just being transparent with you. I was most transparent. I was most disappointed because I hadn't obtained the life that I desired by then. You know, I I, I don't have the uh, the house with the white picket fence. I don't have the husband and, and the children running around, you know, calling me mama. I, I don't have the career that I that I aspired to obtain when I got my master's degree. I haven't gotten those things as of yet. But I realized something in the last, I'll say three, four days. <laughs> so this is a very new uh, realization I've come to. Just because I haven't seen it coming to fruition doesn't mean it's not coming. Just because I haven't necessarily seen these things with my own eyes doesn't mean that somehow my blessing is, is a void. I believe that instead it's in the process of being made. I'm in the process of being made. Clearly there were things in me that had to be addressed before my blessing could come. You know, a blessing de delayed is <laughs> not a blessing denied. It just delayed. And I'm trying to tell myself, self, this is me talking to me. 
Don't worry about these guys out here. Don't worry about what your family and your friends say about you. Because what God has for you, no man can stop, take, break, steal, nor halt. Because it's for you. It's special. He made it with the idea of you in mind. Because he knew this would be something that would enhance the quality of your life, of your spirit. You know, um, when I hit 30, I was so sad. And it was sad because my sister noticed I was sad. And I was sad because I knew I was sad. Because at 30, I hadn't accomplished the things I set out to. I was so upset. I didn't go to my high school reunion. I didn't even go outside. All I wanted to do was just cry or, you know, and eat lobster. <laughs> now, I love me some seafood, baby. And I realized something. Not then, but now, looking back on that year, right? I realized that God had blessed me to see 30 because I, there were greater things ahead of me than behind me. I wouldn't appreciate the blessings God has for me in the future had I gotten them early. I wouldn't have held on to them and maintained them had I gotten them in my 20s. I wouldn't have known the value of love and family and camaraderie and, and togetherness and a good career had I got them all quickly after I graduated. Had I been super successful at 26, 27, 28, 29, I wouldn't have known what it feels like to claw at the cold, hard ground. I wouldn't have known what it feels like to publish four books and four journals and to come up empty until God says, I release a blessing now. I wouldn't have known what it feels like to have a blog with over 800 and something posts because I'm just, I'm just desperate. I'm desperate to make something pop. I wouldn't have known what it feels like to start a podcast and to not give up and to keep on, keep on speaking and to keep on talking and to keep on recording even when I feel like my words are in vain. I wouldn't have known what it feels like to try. And even when I think I'm failing to know that it's still something worth doing anyway. Because that's what faith is. It's trying in spite of. It's believing in spite of. It's reaching in spite of the fact that you may fall. Because it's only when you fall that you realize hitting the ground isn't so bad after all. As long as I can get up and dust this dirt off. It teaches you how to get up again and again and again. How many people who are successful have had failed businesses? How many people who are, who are well-known writers have had failed books, failed projects, failed screenplays? It's not up to people to say, everything's going to work out now. No, God has a time for you. God has a time and a season for your blessing. And I'm choosing to believe that my time is coming. I'm choosing to believe that my blessing is over the horizon. I'm choosing to believe that when I walk with my, in my purpose, the God that I serve will not have forgotten me. And I think that's the problem. A lot of times... As Christians, particularly, 
we feel forgotten. You know, we have a, a couple bad years. We fumble the ball one too many times and we feel like God no longer thinks of us or cares about us or, or sees us in the light of someone that's capable of doing more. I'm here to tell you that the great I am knows the number of each and every strand of hair on your head. He dresses the lilies. He takes care of the sparrows. And that same God will never run out of love, compassion, and mercy for you as long as you seek him in earnest from an honest heart. You know, I, I think... I think that as a black woman, let me talk as a black woman, okay? Although I've been doing it the whole time. Uh, I think that as a black woman, I've gotten used to saying, no one likes me. I'm not beautiful. I'm less than. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not valued. I'm not worth anything. My hair is too nappy. Um, my, my lips are too big. My, my eyes aren't the right color. My my body, my body isn't shaped the way it should be. My stomach's not flat enough. My butt's not big enough. You, you know, don't even get me started on the breasts. But <laughs> but those, I, I think of so many things that can tear me down. And I I hear so, people say so many things about me to tear me down. And at what point do I accept what God says about me? At what point do I say I am enough because God sees me as enough? I am beautiful because God sees me as beautiful. My creator made no mistakes when he made me. And although this world may be flawed and people may be flawed, what God created is beautiful still. And that's me. And that's you. For those of you who are listening. You know, I, I can't believe how much we have to be subjected to factitious images on Instagram, how much we had to be subjected to these super um, edited photos on Facebook, how much we had to be subjected to all these videos on TikTok, and how often are we really seeing real people, you know? Like, are we being too hard on ourselves because we're being subjected to a standard of beauty that's not achievable? It's just, it, it gets to a point where it's just like so sad. People are out here, no offense to nobody getting plastic surgery, you know. I, I, I just see so many people out here augmenting their bodies for elective surgeries that doesn't change who they are inside. And I'm not talking about surgeries for, let's say, you know, God forbid someone had uh, breast cancer and, and and what they want is a reconstruction of their of their chest. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about cleft lift surgeries. I'm not. I'm talking about a surgery to create something better than what you believe you already have. You know, if you got pancakes instead of a you know the the, the butt of your dreams, that's okay. If you got if you don't have a big chest, that's okay. If you don't have a six pack, that's okay. 
if you don't have a, a skinny nose or the nose that you desire, that's okay. If you have a nose with no bridge, that's okay. I ain't saying nothing negative about electrolysis. I might end up getting some electrolysis at some point. Who knows? Woo -woo. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding, kind of. But seriously, I, you know, I, I don't think we really take the opportunity to value ourselves before we let people change us or we let people think that we're not enough. So I'm going to encourage each and every one of you right here, right now, to go before God, you know, in, in your own free time. You can even do it right now and say, thank you, God, for creating me and making me beautiful, for making me intelligent, for making me capable, for making me all the beautiful things that you say I am. Because you think well of me and because you love me in spite of my sins, because you love me in spite of my mistakes. Because you love me even when other people say they hate me. Because you know that you created me. With a purpose. And with a destiny in mind. Okay. Okay. You know, I just, you know, I just, I just don't think, I just don't think we love in ourselves enough. I really don't. And sometimes I feel like the world has gotten so shallow that it's convinced us that that's okay. It's okay to be shallow. It's okay to look at yourself and not think much. But what if you're supposed to think more of yourself? What if you are beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully created? And there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm going to read you a poem, and the name of this poem is Working. Work to your knees bend under the pressure. Sweat to your muscles feel the burn. Add the hustle to your tussle. Mix in that grind time with the crack of a smile half used. The hard days will pay off in a little while. Until then, put in effort. Like the mad dash has gone out of style and work. Again, the name of this poem is Working. You know, I think sometimes we have to recognize as people, everything is working together for my good. It may not seem like it. It may not feel like it. There may not be no road paved in gold for me to walk down right now. But the path that you're taking is the path that few have chosen to follow. It's a path less traveled. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I've been trying to tell myself, who do I know who's done things like me? I don't know anyone. I don't. I don't know anyone who's done things like me. Everybody wants me to get a job. You know, I'm going to tell you uh, a, a a person I, I used to know from one of my former jobs, you know, they were telling me recently, you know, that they wanted me to apply uh, to work for the transportation hub. And I, to truth be told, I wasn't interested. And it wasn't because it wouldn't have been a good position or it wasn't because I, I couldn't have made good money. It's because I realized something very important. 
it's taken me longer to get to where I felt I should be because I always go with someone else's plan for, for my dream instead of going after the vision that God gave me. I'm always taking other people's advice. I'm always chasing after stuff that really don't mean much. You know, what if instead of people putting stuff in my lap that I don't need, I let myself be led by the spirit of the Holy Ghost? Because it can only I can only do so much when I'm working according to someone else's plan. I can only accomplish so much when I'm not letting myself be used properly. I can make someone else's stuff work. I can I can I can work someone else's job. That's fine. But how much longer do I have to put off my dreams to address everyone else's? How much longer? You know? I mean, I have I have degrees, I have work experience. I may look good to recruiters, but what are they recruiting me for? So they can keep their job so I can add to what they have. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with being a recruiter. Nothing wrong with putting in that, that grind time. The matter is, we all have a different path. There'll be someone else and they'll come along and they'll take him up on those opportunities and he'll benefit for it. But if I'm not committed to it, then what's the use of me going ahead with it? Sometimes we have to know the difference between somebody else's dream and our dream. Someone else's plan and, and, and the plan that God has for us. And don't be afraid to say, like, you know what? I'm, I'm a little busy. I won't be able to do that. Uh, awesome stuff came up. That's probably not going to work out for me. And it's not because you don't want to support this person. It's because you have to move according to what you where you're supposed to be going. If you know that you got to go somewhere, don't veer off track. Stay the course, even when it feel awkward, even when you question in the destination, stay the course. Because a lot of times there's a path and there's a way and there's a door you didn't think of that God's waiting to open for you. And man can't do it. Man don't got the answer for me because if they had the answer for me, my stuff would have been solved a long time ago. There'll be no more worries, no more problems, no more drama. We got you. But guess what? They didn't have that ability. And I'm not mad at them for it. I just know what it is. They couldn't solve it for me. They can't solve it for themselves. It's no easy fix. And that's fine. Because the hard things are better in the end for you anyway. Because can't nobody take credit. Therefore, it automatically goes to your creator. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I wanted to read the poem. It's a shorty, but it's a goodie. Um, and I published it on my 300trybywater.com site. It's called Unsolved. Why do the easy things seem hard? Why do the hard things seem easy? And the things we can't change are the most complicated piece of it all. Like a rubric's cube. With three solid colors while the other sides remain unsolved. It may not make sense now, but one day when the dust has settled and silent words have been spoken, it will. And again, the name of that poem is Unsolved. Um, so I want to um, update you on some stuff. 
So I'm, I'm back attending church. Oh. <laughs> I'm back attending church, and um, and it's good because I need the encouragement. And I realized something recently. I heard my sister, oops, hit the mic. Well, anyways, I heard my sister say something, and it had an effect on me. It was, and it was a very um honest take. She said, "You know, I don't care." She was like, you know, um, she was basically saying, I'm going to summarize it. She was basically saying, as long as my relationship with, she said, my, as long as my relationship with the pastor doesn't affect the relationship I have with God. And what does that mean? That means sometimes when we go to church and we are, um, we are part of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, right? Um, sometimes you may be arguing with people. Sometimes you might not even argue with people. Sometimes people just don't like you. Sometimes you don't like people. Sometimes you and a certain usher don't get along, who shall not be named. Or, you know, you or, or, or maybe, you know, in my case, you may um, not always get along with some people in the congregation in a more general sense. And things may not always work out as you plan, but you realize something at some point, or at least you should. God and man are different because the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he desires my devotion even when my relationship with people may not be going well. Because you don't know what people are going through. They don't know what you're going through. They don't share your body. You know what I'm saying? They don't have your mind, your heart, your spirit. Your, everyone's dealing with different things. Um, I think for me, it's been hard trying to deal with people without my father being alive because my dad really blocked a lot of stuff. I didn't have to deal with people as much because the relationships with his family, he maintained those. He talked to everybody. You know, he was the glue. He was that person that um, stopped arguments, that that uh, brought peace to the table. He was that person who spoke from his heart. You know, he was he was a beautiful person. Me, personally, I do what I can until I get to a point where I'm irritated with people and I cut everybody off. <laughs> like, I have a bad tendency of just cutting people off. Don't talk to them, don't look at them, don't want to, I just, I try to act like they're not there half the time. Um, and I don't know if that's healthy. I might just be avoiding people. But sometimes I just don't feel like getting into some argument and then people try to act like, Oh, Aisha's mistreating me. And then next, you know, I have to, well, I didn't mistreat you. I just said this and this and this. And I'm a, sometimes I'm a very logical cut and dry person. You know, um, I can get very, I can get very blunt at times. You know, I can get very, um, call it how I see it. This, 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 that, and just cut it right there. And I, and I won't think about it. Have no need to. <laughs> but at this point I'm having to deal with things without my father being there so you know a lot of people they don't want to really deal with me for who I am they want to deal with my daddy but my daddy's passed on the glory so until then they need to talk to me they're not satisfied I'm not satisfied with it because I don't want to talk to them 
So I'm trying to figure out how to deal with my family and the people in my life without having first the advice of my father. Second, half the time, the patience to deal with people. And third, the tolerance to have conversations without cutting people at the knees verbally because I have a bad tendency to hit below the belt. I'm going to be honest. You know, I mean, you know, there was kind of this conversation I was having with one of my family members. And I straight up told them in the nicest way possible, this is what I said. I said, you know, you and I, you and me, we're only related by blood. Outside of that, we ain't got nothing in common. We nothing alike. And I meant what I said. Really did. Uh, They went on to tell me that I have a pissy attitude. And that's how that people think I have a pissy attitude. I said, well, those people need to come and talk to me so we can get things figured out. They didn't like that. Um, And they had every right not to. Same way I didn't like how they seemed to always be talking behind my back to other people and they can't bring it to my face. But everything I had to say to people, typically I address it right to them. And know what? I wish they would come to me more often so we could talk about these things. You know, I don't mind talking. I really don't. Now, could I be a little more gentle? Yes. Maybe I could put some sugar on it. Maybe a bit of frosting. Maybe I could run around that mulberry bush with them a bit more. Um, so I'm going to try to work on that. I'm a little crasp at times. And I don't cuss people out. I mean, it's optional, but I don't see the need for cuss words typically, right? So when I speak to people, it's very head on. No cuss words, no, you know, uh, being disrespectful. I'm, I'm a very blunt person. And, I, and people don't like that. People want me to lie to them and stuff. I ain't got time to be lying to you. I'm going to lie to you for so I can repent later. Screw that. Oops. Well, I meant it. You know, I'm not doing that. Um, but maybe that's something I got to work on. I got to work on being um, more gentle, kinder, more willing to listen. You know, so uh, pray for me. Please do pray for me that I can find a way in Jesus' name to be uh, a more understanding, kinder, more receptive, gentler person. You know? (laughs) Because I sometimes I I don't, you know, I don't have all the answers. Actually, I never have all the answers. Let me be clear. And I'm going to read this poem for you. This is relating to what I was talking about earlier um, about not being enough. So the name of this poem is Why I Thought I Wasn't Enough. This is a very emotional piece. I hope you enjoy it. I used to believe that I wasn't pretty enough, that my smile didn't shine bright enough, that my waist wasn't small enough, that my butt wasn't big enough, that my pockets weren't large enough for company to value me. But my eyes sparkle like diamonds in the moonlight. My thick thighs are fuller than a hundred year old tree trunks. My skin is soft like rose petals after fresh dew falls on easy dreams. My kiss is rich like melted chocolate on summer days. But the surface things don't add up much. 
the look, taste, and feel of real fails to address the hidden part of me. I have qualities the world can't see. My heart is wide as all outdoors. I am loyal to a fault. And when I believe in a dream, I never stop. I progress to a level of honesty that the world can't understand. Fighting against the doors that close in a hopeful face, but still my joy doesn't fade away. It has penetrated my skin and my light is here to stay. Like rays glistening on cloudy days, I will dance when it rains. I will believe in the times when it's difficult to pray. I will push through no matter what haters say because I never give up. Even when the road is hard, even when the journey is tough, sometimes I wonder why I thought. I wasn't enough. Love voice, Isha. Again, the name of that poem is Why I Thought I Wasn't Enough. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know why. That mm-mm-mm just felt right there. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes we get beat up so much by people that we just start feeling like we got to fight. Maybe I've spent too much time fighting. Maybe maybe sometimes I'm ready to throw uppercuts when really I should just be throwing God more praise. You know, I'm gonna be real. Cause sometimes, you know, I'll just be I'll just be ready to throw some blows. Spiritually speaking, I'm not up here putting my hands on people. I'm trying not to get sued. I don't want to go to prison. And yes, my skin is soft, so I don't want to serve no time. Okay, because I don't want to be in there going head up with people fighting 24-7 in the prison cell. That's not my idea of what I'm trying to do right now. Although, I do hope everyone who hears my message, who served time, is doing well. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got a lot of family members who served time. And let me just tell you, it ain't no easy road. And I don't understand the journey, but I respect the struggle. So, I want to read you something. I'm going to read you a poem right quick. It was um, I published it on my purelovesha.com. That's P-U-R-E-L-O-V-E-E-S-H-A.com. And the name of this is called Something More. Sometimes we judge the book by the cover. We don't read it and never get to the precious information inside. Failing to read the foreword, ignoring the author's bio, going past the parts that pertain to the index, thinking what book of value can I reject next? The eyes bypass the context, attempting to select the best thing, but choosing according to the flesh, scrolling through ebooks, hoping to find deeper subtext, but always coming up short. Look for the easy reads in a library full of complicated stories, running from grace, while a closed heart secretly searches for the Lord, why are we alive? What do we suffer long for? Questioning minds wonder, a lonely soul implores that we read for the pleasure of finding something more. Love always, Isha. Again, the name of this poem is Something More. And I've been talking too much, okay? Because... I've definitely gone over my time, but I do want to read you a couple more poems. So let's do it. Okay. Um, and these are both shorties, but goodies. And the name of this poem is Failing Words. 
And this was also published on pureloveisha.com. Our words fall short. They collapse before I love you, breaking like a vase hitting the floor. We wonder about the meaning behind it all. How to find a closeness of connection without stuttering in the moment when we receive an urgent call, only to realize that at times we are a bit too harsh on ourselves. On cloudy days, we all need a bit of help. Love always, Isha. Again, the name of that poem is Falling Words. I'm sorry, Failing Words. <laughs> all righty. In the name of the last poem I'm going to read you before we wrap it up is, is, name of this is, hold on, hold on, so irritating, okay, the name of this poem is, ah, hold on y'all. This is so irritating. There's nothing worse than when um when I'm reading y'all poetry and I feel like my technology isn't cooperating. Okay, so the name of this poem is Lust for Money. Happiness doesn't start with money. Silver and gold doesn't satisfy the soul. Covered in gift wrap and tied with a little bow, Yet and still it fails to cover and heal the lack that people never show. Cash works for simple things like gas, rent, and purchasing a wedding ring. But it can never buy love. It provides all the shiny objects we can think of. Let the light bounce off surfaces and twinkle in dim eyes. But it never penetrates the darkness inside. It's just the lust of money. Love always, Isha. Again, the name of this poem is Lust for Money. Um, oh, guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Sorry, I just had a brain freeze. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode, season two episode two of hope speaks you have been wonderful i pray that everything everything that you're putting your heart your soul and your in your in your effort into that god grants you the ability to do works out um i'm hoping that you have an awesome 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 weekend that you don't let anybody deter you from the very things that's been placed on your heart to do and before I leave, I want to tell you something. When you have a goal, no matter how far away it may seem, don't give up. I mean, really, don't give up. Because a lot of times we give up before we can see things coming to fruition. Don't throw in the towel. Don't run away from the situation. Just pray your way through it. Because every step you make forward, baby, that's a step in the right direction. Okay? And if somebody asks you why you out here 
giving your all to a situation that they believe is dead, tell them, God placed this in my heart to do, and I will not give up until I see it come into fruition. If you're going to ride, baby, ride. And if you're not, then don't. Okay? Because you don't need nobody stepping on your dreams and telling you that it was broken in the first place. Because it wasn't broken until they trampled it. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Again, this is Hope Speaks with your girl, Isha. Bye.